going to start. Uh, so we'll start, inshallah. Everybody come forward, please. From the back. From the back. Fill up the space. Come forward. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil mursaleen. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who had made us to live to witness yet another Ramadan. We pass salutation upon his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And we ask Allah the Almighty Azza wa Jal to accept from us our ibadah, whether it is from the fast or the ibadah of the recitation of the Quran, or the Qiyam, or whatever ibadah that the person had done in the Ramadan, for verily, all our concern is that if Allah Azzawajal accepted our ibadah. And we know for a fact that Ramadan is one of those tijarah, commerce or trade that Allah talked about. When he said, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu hal adullukum ala tijaratin tunjikum min adhabin alim. O you who believe, shall I inform you about tijara? Tijara means trade, commerce, merchandise, which will save you from a severe torment. Allah is calling the believers, and when Allah Azza wa calls the believers by saying, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, then listen to him. For whether it is either good that he's commanding, or evil if he is prohibiting. He's saying to us, O you who believe, Shall I guide you to a trade? This trade is not a normal trade. It's a trade with the Almighty Azza wa Jal that will save you from the punishment of the fire. That trade is a profitable trade. A trade with the Almighty Azza wa Jal. You know, regarding the dunya, when you find the traders, as soon as they come to a season where they know that their goods will be sold quickly, and this is where the people come to their merchandise, they'll be happy and be waiting for that moment. And they'll be even preparing for it. So for those who know that the month of Ramadan is the month where they do business, but a different business. This is the business where they're going to be trading with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will be gaining hasanat. So that is why you'll find the mu'min, he will be so happy as soon as Ramadan approaches, because he knows and this month is a month where Allah called it tijara. And the best of the tijara, tijara to deen. The tijara in the deen, in the religion. This will give you, number one, the prosperity of the hereafter, which is known to us. But also, it will give us prosperity in the dunya. Because when the person has set himself correctly with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then all his affairs will be good. All his affairs will be on what he likes. The dunya will be set for him, mashaAllah. And of course, on top of that, the hereafter. This is the tijara that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talking about. In this tijara, we find in Ramadan, the Qur'an. The Qur'an, Allah had blessed us with it. And it was revealed in the month of Ramadan. And it was revealed in the last 10 days of Ramadan. And it was revealed in the night of Al-Qadr, which happens to be in the last 10 nights of Ramadan. So we find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that 
the Quran, Shahr Ramadan, Quran, that the Quran, the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, were revealed in this month. And that is why it's a great blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have the Quran being revealed in this month, the month of revelation, where two revelations took place, one from the preserved tablet down to the house of honor, Baytul Izza, that took place in the night of Al Qadr, and plus from the Baytul Izza, the first five verses in Surah Al Alaq, those five verses were revealed to the Prophet in the cave of Hira, also in the night of Al Qadr. So this is why the month of Ramadan is a month full of trade with the Almighty subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Azza wa Jal, He says about the Quran, Ya nas, qad ja'atkum maw'idatum min rabbikum. O people, that a maw'idah, an advice, came to you from your Lord. This maw'idah, which is the Quran. Then He says, Wa shifa'un lima fi sudur And it's a healing for what is in the breast. It's a healing for what is in the chest. This Quran would heal. That means it will make, give you shifa. The shifa, here we're talking about the spiritual one. It will give you tranquility, it will give you calmness, it will give you focusing, it will give you all the things that will guarantee for you, inshallah, paradise. Shifa ulima fi sudur. Any person who has depression, the best remedy for him is to recite Quran. Shifa ulima fi sudur. Wahuda wa rahmatul lil And also, this Quran is to be. Huda, Huda means guidance, or Rahma means mercy. So it's a guidance and a mercy to the believers. This is the Quran. And let me give you a glad tiny. For verily, reciting one page of the Quran gets you more than 6,000 hasan. I'm going to just ask for these kids to, because you're talking to each other, just separate them between me, please. Separate them, because they keep talking in front of me. Yeah. So, we have one page of the Quran, 6,000. Can I just ask the brothers, come forward, brother Yaqwan. Where are you too, too far? I mean, I don't need to have a microphone. Just get closer, because this is the barakah, inshallah. We have one recitation of one page of the Quran, 6,000 hasana. MashaAllah. How long does it take you to recite one page of the Quran? Maybe a minute. Maximum two minutes. That's it. An average of two minutes to recite one page of the Quran, which will give you six thousand hasan, at least. Let me give you the last tiny. Quran, Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, "Qul huwa Allahu Ahd." The Surah Al-Ikhlas, "Qul Quran." It is equivalent in reward-wise of reciting third of the Quran. Subhanallah. How long does it take you to recite "Qul huwa Allahu Ahd"? Ten seconds, fifteen seconds. Not more than half a minute with tajweed. Qul huwa Allahu ahad with equivalence of the third of a Quran in hasanat. And we said one page is 6,000 hasanat plus. MashaAllah. Allahu Akbar. Qul huwa Allahu ahad was the reason for a person from the companions to enter paradise. One day, the companions were appointing somebody to lead them in the prayer. This person recites. Fatiha, then a surah, then Qul Huwa Allahu Ahad. Comes to the second rakah, you recite Fatiha, then a surah, then Qul Huwa Allahu Ahad. After the prayer, they came to him. He said to him, well, it's sufficient for you just to recite Fatiha and a surah. Why do you keep reciting Qul Huwa Allahu Ahad and repeating it? He said, well, either you let me do what I do, or you find yourself another imam. 
and the companions can't find better imam than him. But they wanted to complain to the Prophet and they did. And the Prophet of Allah summoned him and he said to him, come, why you keep reciting, and the people, your people, your qawm are complaining against you. He said, Inni uhibbuha ya Rasulullah. Verily, I love this surah. He said, For verily, your love to this surah made you to enter paradise. He loved it. No, no doubt that every person who recites the Quran had recited, But do you love it the way that that companion said, I love it? He loved it so much that number one, he recites it with every rakah. Number two, he was not even shy. He was not even embarrassed to recite it loudly and lead the people with Qul Allahu Ahad after every surah. People these days, if we recite Qul Allahu Ahad after each surah, they will say something wrong with this guy. What is he doing? Do you love the surah so much that you would put yourself on the platform and lead the people with Qul Allahu Ahad? I said, I love it, Messenger of Allah. So his love is so much that he can't take away his recitation from Qul Allahu Ahad. He goes Fatiha surah then back to Qul Allahu Ahad. Let me give you a glad tiding. For verily, your ibadah that you're doing in the month of Ramadan from the wudu, every time you make wudu, all the sins will come out from underneath your nails. Every time you make the prayer, for verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would elevate you in paradise. The person when he recites the Quran, also Allah's messenger, he had said, It will be said to the recitation, the recite of the Quran on the day of resurrection, Iqra, recite, waratil, and make tajweed, kama kunta taqra fi dunya. Like you were reciting in the dunya. وَارْتَقِ And elevate. فَإِنَّ مَنْزِلَتَكَ عِنْدَ آخِرِ آيَةٍ كُنْتَ تَقْرَأُهُ For verily your rank will be according to the last ayah, the last verse that you used to recite. So this is the recite of the Quran. This is the person who is making qiyam. So these are the days where we're going to be making the best of the trade with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the day where we're going to be, inshaAllah, making sure that we're getting the pardoning. The pardoning from Allah azza wa jal. You see, subhanAllah, there was something that uh, I have uh, heard from one of the scholars. He had seen it himself. He had learned the lesson from him and myself, I gained the benefit as well. This is to show you that the person's disability is not into limbs disability. It's into his spiritual disability. A person disabled, how you think about, he's got no legs or he can't move, he can't walk. That's a disabled person. But the religious disability, this is the one that people, they don't know about. Where we find a person, this sheikh, he said, I recited, I made taraweeh prayer in one of the masajid in Saudi Arabia. The scholar, he said, this taraweeh prayer is a special, it's a night qiyam. We read three and a half juz every night. In 11 rakah, three and a half juz. So the first two rakah, one juz. Second two rakahs, one juz. Third the fourth and the rest is a half juz and a half. So three and a half juzes, that means in eight days we'll finish the Quran. Eight days. So he said, I was in that night and in front of me, a person was one-legged. One of his legs has been cut off. You can't remember whether it's the right or the left. And he had a staff. He put the staff, the stick on the floor and he's on one leg, the whole of the prayer. Three and a half juzes. This person taught him a lesson, even though he did not talk to him. He did not see him. He doesn't know if he's alive or dead. But he said, look at this. This person is disabled physically. But yet he's on one leg. 
Some people in two legs and start complaining, moaning. Imam, two minutes extra this time, subhanAllah. And this person is all night, three and a half juz, in one leg. Taught him that the disability is not actually the disability of the limbs, the disability of the heart. When we find a person, he goes to the gym 24-7, yet he's unable to lift up the quilt when the Fajr prayer comes in. True or not? Too lazy, can't lift up even the quilt, but yet he could lift up weights, mashallah, 24-7, 24-7. Comes to the quilt, oh, too lazy. Come to the Fajr prayer. True or not? This is the, this is the disability. You find himself, mashallah, running miles and miles when he comes to the prayer, to come to the masjid. He is lazy. To come to the masjid, even it's a few steps. That's the disabled person. The disability, that's the one. Just like the blindness. Find a person who's blind, but yet, he's, mashallah, his heart is not blind. So the blindness is not the eyes blindness. The blindness is the heart blindness. It's the one who can't find the haqq. Ibadullah. So let's just invest in our month, even though maybe some of us did not do as good as the others. We still left, alhamdulillah, with three, at least three days. Today, tomorrow, the day after tomorrow. And tonight is a special night as we're going to see insha'Allah. So the trade with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best. Coming to the last 10 nights of Ramadan, I'm sure that you have some talks about it, regarding it. But we're going to just add a bit here and maybe talk about it from quickly just to uh, make sure that things are clarified. Um, for Verily, we know that the last 10 nights, they could be 11 nights, not just 10 nights. They are called the last 10 nights of Ramadan. But the 10 nights, they start from the 21st or the 20th night. Some of the scholars said the 20th night, which is more of a correct opinion. The 20th night is part of the last 10 nights. Because if we had 29 days, and if we don't start from the 20th night, then we're going to have less than 10 nights. So there could be 10 nights, and if, the, if we start from the 20th, and we have 30 days, then we have 30 days, then we have 11 nights. The 20th up to the 30th night, that's 11 nights. So it could be 10 nights, it could be 11 nights. It's number one. Number two is that we know that the Prophet ﷺ, he had prompted us, did not command us, prompted us to seek the night of Al-Qadr in the last 10 nights. Prophet ﷺ, he used to make itikaf. His first itikaf was at the beginning, first portion of the first 10 days of Ramadan. Then he shifted his itikaf to the middle section of Ramadan, that's from the 11th until the 20th. Then when he finished the 20th night, it's been told to him, or it's been revealed to him, that the night of Al-Qadr is in the last 10 nights. So he told the people who made the itikaf with him, for those who made the itikaf with me, then let them continue to make their itikaf, for verily I have been seen, or been shown, that the night of Al-Qadr is in the last 10 nights. So he kept making the itikaf in the last 10 nights of Ramadan. So, Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he had told us about this night, and what's so special about that night. Number one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, So this night has a surah, which is called Surah Al-Qadr. In it, it says, in that night, we made the Quran to be revealed. Qadr min alfi shahr. The second issue, and that is, Laylatul Qadr, I'm not reciting the surah, I know, إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ Laylatul Qadr, خَيْرٌ مِنْ أَلْفِ شَهْرٍ But we're talking about the second issue, that this night is better in ibadah-wise than the worship of Allah in 1,000 months. And that's more than 83 years. That's a lot. 
So the person's ibadah in that night is equivalent and even more in reward-wise than the ibadah of a person in 83 years. Third issue, that this night witnesses the, the, the descendants of angels. How many angels? Prophet said, just like the particles of the sands, uncountable, countless, you can't count them. Adad al-Hasa, just like the pebbles or the sand or the particle of the sand. That's how many angels descend on that night. So also, al-Ruh, which is Jibreel leading the angel, he descends down along in that night. When the Nuzul al-Malaika, the descendants of the angels, is a sign of mercy, a signs of pleasure, the signs of spiritual gaining, lifting up. And that's why you find the persons in the land of Al-Qadr, he is more attached to the deen. And that's why he connects soul-wise, in his soul, to this descendants of the angels. The last thing is his peace this night. This is peace this night. Is a peace until the moon, the dawn, the morning, the fajr. This is the night of Al-Qadr. Prophet of Allah وسلم, he said, seek the night of Al-Qadr in the last ten nights. Then he had made more emphasis on the odd numbers, which is the odd numbers, 21st, 23rd, 25th, 27th. But another hadith, he said, seek it in seven remaining, five remaining. So the odd numbers could be the 22nd, 24th, 26th, 28th. Because if you count from the end of the month, the end of the month could be 30 days, or it could be 29 days. If it's 30 days, seven before, that's 23rd night. But if it's 29 days, seven days before makes it 22nd. So the odd and the even are actually emphasized. But some of the scholars, they said, we have more emphasis on the odd starting from the beginning of the month. So 21st, 23rd, 25th, 27th, 29th. on the 25th and the 27th and the 29th. And the Prophet ﷺ, practically, he had made the following taraweeh prayer. Only three nights. 23rd, 25th and the 27th. Only once in his lifetime. And he did not do it again. On the 23rd, he went out of his house, came to the masjid, and the house of his, just one door, came to the masjid, he offered the prayer, and people saw him and they prayed with him and they prayed a third of the night. Shatrun. Thuruthil Third of the night. Just a part of a portion of the night. Then the people went and left and started companion talking about this prayer. We have never seen this prayer. Prophet of Allah coming out and praying his witr outside. 24th night did not come out. 25th night he came out and he prayed half of the night. Half of until midnight. So the Prophet ﷺ prayed until midnight. The companions, after they finished, they said, Messenger of Allah, He could have just continued praying until Fajr. So the Prophet ﷺ, he said, He who stands up in prayer until the Imam is finished, come here. The person who stays up with the Imam until he's finished, that means he finishes his recitation, then it's been written for him, the complete night. So the night of Al-Qadr will be, or the, the night Qiyam, it will be recorded for him as he has been standing up for the Qiyam all night, as long as he finishes with the Imam. 
And finishing with the imam, it doesn't mean, number one, that I have to finish with the imam is the same imam. It could be an imam, he could change. Like the first imam, he prayed for rakah, and the second imam for another four rakah, no problem. Also, it doesn't mean that I have to finish with him more than the prayer which has been designated by the Prophet of Allah, which is 11 rakah or 13 rakah. 13 rakah, that's one of their prayers, or 11 rakah. So if he prays 36 or 45, I don't have to pray with him. I pray the 11 or the 13, and that's it. I have paid, and now I have implemented or applying the hadith, man qama ma'al imam hatta yansarif, kutiba lawqib. Third issue. It doesn't mean if the imam is finished, I have to wait for him to go and leave. Because some of the people, after they prayed with the imam, and there's a true story, um, when he finished, they stayed on their, you know, where their places are, and they said to the imam when he stayed for a long time, aren't you going to move? He said, why? He said, well, the Prophet of Allah, he said, if you pray behind the imam until he's finished, and hatta yansarif is being gone, he said, no, no, it doesn't mean until I go, until, until I finish the prayer. It doesn't mean I have to leave. So that's the third issue. So we know now, if we prayed behind the imam, 11 rakah, regardless of how many imams have prayed the 11 rakah or the 13, and plus we have prayed with him until he finished the witr, it's like we have recited the whole of the night. It's like we have made qiyam the whole of the night. Prophet ﷺ on the 28th night did not come out. On the 29th, people expected him. Because they've been now seeing the pattern. 23rd, he made night prayer. 24th, did not do. 25th, he made a night prayer. 26th, he did not do. 27th, sorry, we did not do the 28th. 27th, he came out, which is, when he came out, the masjid was full, complete. There's no space for anybody. And the Prophet ﷺ, he offered the prayer. And he made the night prayer. Then on 28th night, did not come out. Companions expected him to come the 29th. The 29th, even more than the 27th. More people in the masjid. Because they were talking to each other, you know, about the prayer of the Prophet of Allah. He's praying and praying. Lots of people. But the Prophet of Allah, he's just only one door away from the masjid. It's just one door. He knows what is going on. Because the, the, the walls at that time, they were not soundproof. He could hear, even though there could be as well revelation telling him. He did not come out. And he was waiting. Until the Fajr. And the companions were waiting for him to come out. Some of those companions who had just come recently to the deen, um, they wanted to see if the Prophet of Allah was asleep. So they took some pebbles from the masjid, you know, ground, it's made of pebbles, not carpet, and they threw it on the door of the Prophet of Allah. Just in case if he's asleep, wake up. But the Prophet ﷺ did not come out until Fajr prayer. And now remember, they stayed from Isha prayer until Fajr. Where? In the masjid. Did not leave the masjid. Waiting for the Prophet ﷺ. The story does not tell us whether they prayed taraweeh themselves on their own. They were waiting for the Prophet of Allah. Just to show you that the prayer of the taraweeh is not compulsory. Some people think it's compulsory. And to show you it is not as well that I have to come every night. Because some people are keen to come to the taraweeh. But they're not as keen to come to their obligatory prayer. You find the mashallah taraweeh prayer, 100%. Come dhuhr prayer. I'm not talking about people working. People not working. They don't come to the prayer. Come to the Asr prayer. Well, Maghrib prayer. Maghrib prayer at the moment is what? Uh, 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 after the work. Do you find them the same number as Taraweeh? No, they increase in the Taraweeh. True or not? Taraweeh prayer full. It's not as obligatory. Fajr prayer. Who's working Fajr prayer? You find them in the Fajr. Do you find the same number of Taraweeh people coming to the Fajr prayer? I'll tell you what. Some of the Masajid make Taraweeh and they make Qiyam as well. 
So two o'clock, they start, well, one o'clock, start another prayer, qiyam. He comes to the qiyam, and then he goes back, he doesn't come to the fajr prayer. Subhanallah. Which is more important, coming to the obligatory, coming to the voluntary. Prophet of Allah did not come the 24th night, the 26th night, and the 28th night. They did not come out. Yet the people are keen to come to the tarawih, which is good, but where is their zealous regarding the obligatory prayer? So on the 29th, Prophet of Allah did not come out, he came out on the fajr. He prayed the fajr, and then he turned himself to the people, and he said, I know your affair last yesterday. What happened? You've been waiting. But I was afraid that it becomes compulsory upon you. That this prayer, if I keep doing it and you keep coming, then the revelation would come and would say that this prayer it will be obligatory. So out of his mercy, the Prophet ﷺ, he did not come out to the prayer even though he would have loved to do so. So this prayer was left from the time of the Prophet when he said, I was afraid to become compulsory upon you. It became just a prayer that the people will come to the masjid, pray on their own, or three, four people pray on their own, or they come and pray at home. That was the case. In the Khilaf of Abu Bakr, Khilaf of Abu Bakr, Khilaf of the, 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 the rule or the leadership of Abu Bakr, still there was nothing to do with praying the taraweeh behind one imam. Also at the beginning of the era of Umar al-Khattab, until one day, Umar al-Khattab radiallahu anh, uh, uh, the narrator is Abdul Rahman ibn Abdul Qari. He said, I was with Umar al-Khattab coming up and we saw the masajid when they're praying on their own and separate. He said, if I combine them and gather them behind one imam. So he commanded Ubay ibn Ka'ab to lead, okay? And also Abu Hathma al-Thaqafi, uh, uh, he had to lead the women. So he made an imam for the men, an imam for the women. And this is only for the case where there is no speakers to link to the women, you know, because if there's two imams and each imam would recite and each imam would be audible to the other one, there will be disturbance here. So an imam here, which is enough, alhamdulillah, with his technology, can be as well an imam for the women. So Umar Khattab, he appointed two imams, one for the men and one for the women. So he had Tamim uh, Ubay ibn Ka'am, radiallahu anh, leading, and also he had Tamim al-Dari, uh, he also sorry, he had yeah, as well Abu Hathma that is leading the women and when he had led them, made them to behind, behind Imam, he passed again onto the prayer and he saw them behind the Imam and he was so happy and he said Ni'matul hadihi. and he said what a good bid'ah, bid'ah is to do with dunya wise, not to do with the deen wise bid'ah that means a good, nice thing it is not something to do with uh, innovation in the religion because this has been done by the Prophet but he said but the one that they sleep uh, that means the one that they lay it is better. So if we 